Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Ryan Goral. Ryan, you are the founder of G-Spire Group. You're found on the web at gspiregroup.com. Ryan, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Josh. Yeah, give us an overview of the work that you do with G-Spire Group. Yeah, i uh, love to. So G-Spire Group, we've, uh, I founded about a year and a half ago. Um, I've been in the kind of small business M&A market for most of my career and saw you know pretty common needs with the, the business owners looking to grow through acquisitions and uh, just noticed a gap in the market. There was a, a lack of folks helping them through the process, everything from strategy to integration. So I launched GSpire Group to fit that need. Um, we're a professional services organization. Uh, we're not a broker. We're not transactional. Um, we come in and embed ourselves in, into our management team's clients, uh, our clients' management teams, I should say. And we help them uh, grow through acquisitions. And we, we roll up our sleeves and uh, partner with our clients and help them do this work. Okay, so that's, it's really interesting. You're talking about doing this at the small business uh, you know, level, one doesn't normally think of that. Like when we think of, you know, oftentimes M&A, it's more, you know, you're probably doing more than, you know, eight, 10 figures on up. Like it's, you start getting into more medium size, you know, those sites of organization. What is the opportunity at the small business level? Well, there's a ton and, and that's why I get so excited. <laughs> um, you know, I'm passionate about building businesses and with these smaller, lower middle market companies, they've typically not even looked at or explored one of the two growth channels. You can grow organically and, and hire sales staff and, and do it that way, which I'm a big fan of. Um, but they typically don't even um, pursue this other growth channel, which is inorganic growth. And, you know, this could look a lot of different ways for small businesses. This could be buying a competitor to improve market share in, in a certain mm -hmm. geography. It's buying an adjacent business to expand the products and services that they're offering. Uh, a lot of times there could be some geographic growth. You know, let's say they have a big customer um, that's growing into a different market and they wanted to grow with their customer um, or just in general uh, expand geographically. There's a lot of reasons why a small business um, can, should be looking at uh, growing through acquisitions. It's not the right strategy for everybody. Um, but you know what we're what we started with GSPAR Group is let's explore it at least. Mm -hmm. Let's see if there's an opportunity to you know grow your business this way, and it could be pretty impactful if it's done right. 
Yeah. How does one, um, and so let's say that, uh, you know, I'm really focused on growth and, um, you know, how might I know or how might I look for companies that would fill, let's say it's, um, you know, somebody that might have a really good audience, but they're not, they're, they're not monetizing it well. So I might look at, wow, they have a really good following. I could acquire that company because I can monetize that audience pretty well. So how do, what, like, what are the mechanics of that process? Yeah. So I think what you just outlined is a great example. You know, you, you've got to, if you have a platform or you have a business and you do something really well and you've got your lane, you've got your competency and you come across an opportunity with a business that has some opportunities that are in and around surrounding their operation, but they're just not doing it well enough. And you can easily deploy your, your competency into their followers or into their, you know, if we're talking about another, you know, you know, another type of small business, if they're not doing it well, that creates opportunities. So the mechanics of that is, you know, it starts with strategy and understanding kind of where your vision is, what your competency is, and how the opportunity with this target client or target company, um, why and how it fits into your business and how it's going to be accretive to your value. And from there, it's having a conversation with the, this target to understand their business, understand what you're bringing to them. You know, a lot of times when people think M&A, it's just about you know, just going out and acquiring um, you know, assets. A lot of times you're bringing something to them that could be very interesting, not just writing a big check. So it's, it's truly understanding the business strategy aspect and then seeing what, you know, is, is the combined company stronger as one versus the two operating yeah. visually? Totally agree with that. I, you know, you think about uh, the alternative, Ryan, can you talk, um, you know, just kind of like if someone says, well, yeah, I could go the M&A route and, you know, kind of look for maybe an audience or a product line to acquire, or we could just build it ourselves. Um, how do we know which fork to take in, 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 the, uh, in the path? It, you know, it, it takes a lot of research and, you know, knowing who you are as a company, you know, can you build a product and service internally? Absolutely. Is it something that you're really good at? Do you have the resources to do it? Do you have, you know, the people that have the competency to build it? Um, there's a lot that goes into um, that question. So a lot of the work that needs to happen to determine if that is the viable path is to explore it. You know, what's the cost? Do we have the resources? Is this where we should be spending time? Or is it more cost effective and faster to go acquire it? Um, there's not a, you know, company A, it might make sense to build it internally. But company B, in the same industry with different people and different systems and different, you know, core competencies, it may make sense for them to go acquire it. So it, 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 it's different from a case-to-case -case basis on, on how to answer that. But it should be looked at and should be analyzed. Yeah. And it's, you know, even if you do have the, you know, the resources to do that, you know, it's, do we want to take our focus off, you know, what we're really, really good at to do this side product or, you know, is there, I, I, I love the idea of collaboration whenever possible. Um, 
you know, I am a big fan of staying in my lane and like becoming the best at a very specific thing. And then, you know, finding a way to partner with others. I, I, I mean, but that's kind of a personality thing too. I, I, I find oftentimes, particularly at the small business uh, level, you know, um, it's, it can get really easy uh, for particularly earlier stage entrepreneurs to get distracted. I I see that a lot. And I'm sure that you've, you know, in the decision-making process, when you're working with leaders, you know, kind of like, are you sure you want to just, you know, kind of copy and duplicate this process or, you know, again, you know, it's not like a, you know, one plus one equals one here. It's, it's one plus one could potentially equal 11, you know, when it's like, you know, um, and, and there's a lot of models too. Could you talk maybe about, um, there's more than just like, okay, there's this company. I'm going to give, you know, $800,000 to the founder. And then I'm going to just own the company. There's so many different ways you could do this, right? There, Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, we, there's, it's too many options to even outline here, but I, I can say that it kind of goes back to that strategy and what your core competency is and the, and the reason to go out and acquire um, and truly having that it's a rifle approach. It's looking for exactly, you know, what thing am I really looking for in an acquisition? Why am I doing it? What's the key reason that's driving me to do it? And if you're super clear about that, um, it drives certain actions, but just acquiring another company is one, you know, call it external or inorganic, whatever word you want to use for this type of growth. Um, I've seen a company who has a good core competency go to a larger company and say, look, this is what I bring to you. I think we're stronger together. So let's do a, you know, a merger. Hmm. It doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be an acquisition where you own hundred um, percent. You know, there's management buyouts where there's maybe a, a company that's got some interesting synergies. The management team wants to retire, but maybe there's, or the ownership wants to retire, but maybe there's a solid management team in place. So you know, maybe you come in and you, you find a way to capitalize the management buyout and you combine companies and give the, you know, give the, the, the sellers an opportunity to exit, but also promote this maybe strong management team that comes into, uh, into the fold. Um, and then you, you, you talked about collaboration. I mean, there's acquisitions, there's mergers, there's alliances, there's partnerships, there's all kinds of ways that you can think about growth in a more strategic way than, you know, just hiring salespeople and, and pushing on the organic side of the growth. There's ways to think about strategic growth. That's, and doesn't necessarily mean you have to buy a company hundred percent either. There's other options. Yeah. Um, what would be, uh, I don't know if maybe a story or example or case study or, or two that, that you can think of of folks that you've been working with. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, the projects I work with range from, you know, those the roll up strategies where your company is trying to roll up their industry. Um, you know, I'm working in a number of different industries. I'm pretty agnostic. So um, I've got uh, a client that's in the drywall business mm-hmm. um, and that expansion uh, strategy, call it would be twofold. They are looking to expand their uh, product and services. So not just drywall, gutters, fencing, framing. So other, other things that they can sell into their core customer base. 
they also want to grow geography uh, from a geographic perspective. So they're looking at different um, geographic areas in the region to grow. Um, there's you know a technology company that um, has outsourced a lot of their work. Who and we're exploring does it make sense to acquire them? You know, is there synergies to be made in that strategic sense? Um, there's um, let's try, I think I'm trying to go through. So there's industries that are very fragmented. So this is one that I get passionate about. Uh, we got a number of these are prospects at the at this moment. Um, so if you think about industries that are highly fragmented, digital marketing agencies, uh, wealth advisors, um, you know, managed service providers or outsourced IT groups. Um, these are industries I'm doing, doing a lot of uh, work with right now in, in my prospecting efforts, of course, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, but what I'm passionate about is when there's a lot of consolidation going on in, in these industries where you have big private equity backed um, companies that are gobbling up all these, you know, small and mid-sized firms, you're left with these smaller operators who I have all of my compassion and love for who need to compete. And when they're all of their competition is being gobbled up and their <laughs> scale and financial scale happening, um, you know, what do they do? You know, they, they need to do something. So going out and finding another, you know, similar size company and maybe doing one or two acquisitions to get a little bit bigger, a little bit more scale to stay relevant and competitive is a, is a strategy that can, can uh, that, that it's a very um, applicable strategy that I'm working through right now, but it's all, those are, those are a little bit more in the preliminary stages from a case study perspective. Yeah, for sure. And, and Ryan, what's, you know, maybe there's someone's listening to us right now and they're like, you know, I'd love to be acquired. <laughs> what what are some things that 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 uh, small business can do to make themselves maybe a little bit more attractive, or if nothing else, kind of like, you know, kind of publicly raise their hand and say, "Hey, come acquire me." <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of things. You know, when I when I come across those types of projects, what I like to say is, let's look at your business from a buyer's lens. Let's mm -hmm. say you are going to go buy your business. Um, and that's some of the services I bring is let's look at your business as, as if I was a, a, advising a buyer, what would we be looking at? What, what risks would I be highlighting? What things would we not like? So by taking that buyer's lens, you can, you know, objectively, if you can get there, sometimes why you want a third party, but objectively, what's, what things can we shore up in your business before we go to market? Um, so those are things like um, one very common one. How do we remove the key person risk? If you are the, the sole owner and you're doing everything in the business, it's probably going to be worth a lot less than if you got some scale, whether that's an acquisition or not, hired a GM and moved into more of a strategic role. A buyer will look at that and say, well, you don't need the seller to be involved in the day-to-day because -day it's already operating by itself with mm -hmm. this GM or COO or what have you. So there's things that you can, you can do to increase the value of, of your business in the buyers in, from a buyer's lens perspective that I would do before you kind of go, Hey, I'm ready to sell. I, I think if you want to maximize value, let's do some of the groundwork to make it um, you know, as valuable as you can. And then if you, if one of your listeners is like, hey, I've done some of that work, I feel like I've got some value here. 
let's um, let's start that process. You know, I think there's depending on the size, you go talk to a intermediary. You know, and these are brokers, bankers, investment bankers, and see you know who's going to be a good fit to market you to the to the market at at large. So um, you know, a lot of them will start with a preliminary or um, kind of yeah, I guess it's a preliminary valuation. So that's how a lot of these brokers and bankers will start the engagement. Let's do a valuation of your business. Let's tell you what we think it's worth. Um, and then they will take that value and say, well, here's how we think, you know, about the buyer pool. You know, maybe we think it's, you know, we should go strategic. Maybe we should call a couple of your comp, you know, a couple of your competitors to assess if they're interested. Or is it our financial buyers? Is there private equity firms out there? Are there individuals out there, family offices out there that want to buy in this, this industry? Um, you know, the investment bankers in the broker community, that's what they're that's what really what their function is, is to help those companies who are ready to sell, sell. And and Ryan, your website is gspiregroup.com. So um, if you know our, our friend is listening to a conversation right now, you just kind of click around in your podcast app right now, and and somehow you'll get to where we've got the, all the notes. We've got a direct link, Ryan, to your website. Um, and you know when someone goes to visit you and they're like, okay, uh, listen, I'd love to have a conversation because you know we're definitely in a you know we're growth motivated. We have access to capital. Um, I, you know. Uh, you, they might be someone that might be great to work with, or uh, I don't know if you work with, you know, folks on the other side of it as well, that uh, like, uh, yeah, you know, if, if you uh, know someone that might be interested in coming in with a little bit more of the capital side of things, that would be cool. But um, where, what do people do? Like, what's the next step in, in the relationship after this podcast? Yeah, I, um, you go to my website, I have my email and cell phone are readily available. So I, I am I am here front and center, ready to talk to anybody who wants to learn more. Um, usually that intro call is just to understand where the business is, where it's trying to go. Um, you know, it's it's really a preliminary phone call, but then it progresses into multiple calls that kind of take a deeper dive into the strategy and vision. Is there an opportunity to grow through acquisition? Um, you know, I'm just now launching a strategic peer group. So these are four five, six business owners who are thinking about growing through acquisitions. And I kind of take them through a little bit of a strategic framework on, you know, you know, why, why are you thinking about acquisition? What's going on in your business and using kind of a peer model to, you know, you know, just have the strategic conversation, um, that, Really, I think will help these business owners think through, is this the right strategy for me or not? Um, you know, I do that on an individual basis, but I'm, I think a, a peer group setting is, uh, could be some, um, it could be pretty powerful to bring, you know, you know, four or five, six business owners together to talk about this very specific thing on, should, should we be considering growing through acquisitions? What things haven't we thought about? What things should we be thinking about? Um, so those are the, those are kind of the next steps of the engagement is, you know, just having a conversation with me and seeing what other things that we have going on here that could add value. And, um, you know, if it leads into, Hey, we want someone to help us roll up their sleeves and make these happen, you know, then, then we can, you know, we'll, we'll get kicked off into an engagement and we'll off a running. Awesome. Ryan Gorl, your website, gspiregroup.com. Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thanks, Josh. Had a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.